the scary thing about art. The scary thing about art is the distraction. Art is a very guilty pleasure, guilty distraction. The scary thing about art is that it's fun. That it breaks the construct of society. That it breaks down walls. It gives you a, a space to say and express things that you would not normally say or express in everyday society. The scary thing about art is the hunger beyond survival. A poison that never tasted so good to be in a state beyond materialism, beyond reward, beyond even payment for any of it, and into complete and utter immersion, complete and utter creation just for the sake of creation. The scary thing about art is the division between us and other animals. Are we that much better than other animals that we are the only ones, the only species, the only breed, the only animals that can do art? Or do we not want to accept other animals' art based on our own competition of ego? The scary thing about art is the emotion behind it. The emotion we feel when we become passionate about a topic or passionate about something we've been doing for a long time with no money being made, no reward. But the amount of emotion and passion and consistency every day that well up inside of us scares us into guilting ourselves guilting others into even feeling as if we must ask for support, as if this work can be something that somebody can buy, as if this work can be something that somebody can monetize. Perhaps it could be, if that is someone else's form of art. But the scary thing about art is you keep doing it without knowing the repercussions of the distractions, without knowing how big can this hunger of art get? How much can this hunger take over? How 
To what measure can this art unstick and take off labels, only to add more labels, or to free the labels of everyone? The scary thing about art is we don't know why we're even doing it. In the first place. This is really cool. I wrote a while back a Medium article on NFTs. And this is really exciting because in reading through that article, um, I was able to put my vision on paper here, um, which is just awesome. I'm so grateful to be able to do this because I want to read the vision to you. I want to um, I'm so excited. Like, this is my space to obsess over whatever um, I enjoy obsessing over. And I want you to have that space, too, um, for yourself of whatever it is that you enjoy um, in the future. And so, for me, I love, like, talking about futuristic stuff. But I just, um, I talk about so much on this podcast in particular that I never seem to have the time to talk to people about 
future tech and art and um, because me and other people are really, you know, we get caught up in our work. It's very important to us. Um, and it's so much fun, but I just, I'm excited because honestly, um, some ideas and some really crazy things are happening, um, that reflect this kind of future and not only reflect this kind of future, but reflect why this could be actually kind of cool. You know, we talk so much about the negativity of the future and conspiracies and we're not going to survive so what's the point in trying or why keep the human race going or um you know why bother to do anything because the future is just going to happen so let's just kind of sit and watch life kind of flow by um and then you know there's also the evolution where you might be thinking Let's at least be spiritual. Let's make better choices. Let's say no to most things, but make a few really good choices. Kind of that quality over quantity. Um, and that stuff is really, really cool. Um, and so there is FOMO. And FOMO is not always this emotional bad thing. Um, it could just be curiosity. Which, curiosity is also not a bad thing. Um, this is why I'm really not an investor. Um, because I'd rather look at the fact that if I'm recording, yes I am, okay. I'd, ra I'd rather look at the future cultures, the future life. Um... I'd rather look at the art of everybody. I want everybody to succeed in this kind of work. Um, I enjoy learning about how people put together bands, you know, how people put together music groups, how people put together um, communities around their books and all kinds of stuff. So let's go over this vision here. I just, I'm, clarifying as we go along here um to what could be possible and why the motives behind it so let's go get into this vision and it starts with associating something like an nft with the way we lived in the 90s so we'll start here we've experienced this in the 90s when you think about things like posters you think of things like rides to go purchase something. Um, and sometimes it would be you and a group of people so excited to purchase something. Or you would just be loyal. You would just be out of loyalty going to purchase something like a member. Repping your favorite artist. Loyalty. To me, that's what I think of when I think of the word prominence. NFT bringing back that prominence, bringing back that sense of loyalty um, to music, to art, all this digital products with lessons, services, more money for the creative. 
And before you worry about promoters and record labels and all these things losing their jobs, just think about how jobs have changed over the years and have gotten just different technologies. Physical with purpose. So physical products, you know, materials with living elements. Things come alive. Community who can appreciate the products together. Book clubs, makeup classes, album seasons. So what would an album season be? Well, maybe either an album level, like a hierarchy or a season or an album set. So you're not just selling an album anymore. Okay, I have an album with a certain theme around it, maybe, and 20 tracks on it. What about album sets? So you have the album with the theme and the 20 tracks, but you have an album for a certain personality type or for a certain uh, type of fan, because fans do all kinds of stuff with artist music that um, a lot of people may not like because they're losing money over it, right? the legalities of all this. So what if they had album sets? So they have an album set for podcasters where the music is copyright free. Royalties are brought back in um, by using the music, buying the album. And also that podcaster who is proudly promoting the music, um, that music is, you know, paying money back into the system. They're selling that album set in the show notes below to other such podcasters who also want to promote the music. Then you have something like another album set or maybe even an album documentary set, like a kind of album set where you learn specifically, you want to be like me? Trust me, buy this album set. And I will mentor you and teach you how my specific music that inspired you so much was made and you can buy and be a part of that community. Um, those are the kind of album sets. And then you might have a regular album like you usually do, but then you can also sell that in your community by promoting it and, you know, handing out, selling the, 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 uh, the album that way. And then, um, it kind of goes on from there to other possibilities that we haven't even thought of yet. So let's keep going with this. This is way too much fun. So when we talk about, that's definitely more money for the creative. And we talk about more multiple purposes for the creative too but what about book clubs um they could have book clubs based around the same kind of themes that an album set might be based around they can have um other kinds of book clubs like let's go over the philosophy of harry potter um forgetting about just the you know the story but actual the actual philosophy let's have a book club based around that or a book club based around the spinoff or anything like that. 
But even moving on from that, you know, makeup, like um, Mary Kay and Avon could have makeup classes that you're also buying. So those people who are working their asses off and barely making any money right now um, could also make money from their makeup classes. But what about concert promoters and booking agents? Well, they can have their own, you know, because when you see, when you're um, somebody that works in the concert industry, um, you might imagine how happy you are to share backstage passes with your very deserving family who have been there and who you want to give gifts to. And even after the concert, you know, maybe you kind of worry about your children's future or, you know, the family altogether. You kind of want to like help them with their security because you're so grateful to the job you have that you want, um, you want to train up your family. Like you're a real leader um, towards your family. You've taught them all these kinds of things and you want to train them around, um, going to that, like you're, you're saying, okay, let's go have fun and enjoy this concert or let's go enjoy this tour. Like I'm so blessed to be able to take you guys, but let's, uh, you know, let's actually make this a purposeful thing. And, you know, I'm going to train you guys these kind of skills so that in the future, if you ever needed a job or needed this kind of thing, you know, you have something for your future. And then you're also having a good time, but it's definitely a good time. It's not, um, you're not worrying in the back of your mind about anything because you're actively being able to have that good time. And so none of this, when I leave you guys voice messages on your podcasts or, um, and maybe nobody knows about them, or when I send you guys links or DM you guys about this kind of stuff, it's only because I'm looking out for your best interest and your well-being. And I've kind of seen enough. I'm not saying I have experience in everything. I'm not even saying I know everything. But I've seen quite enough of how the industry works to understand why people may be concerned about the internet um when i marketed for our music store in california i mean the guy like sold his entire house and moved and he immigrated to america um here and when i marketed for him um there were a lot of things that came with that life that um i could not cater to but there were some things the dedication you know things that I that I enjoyed like the dedication that he had um the risk that he took coming to America um what he did for his family the sacrifices he had made as someone doing this all by himself and he was scared and the way that it works with the music is he told me you're probably going to end up just wanting to, you know, I really want to be a producer and all that. Um, and so he, what he was going to do, like life really happened, right? But what he was going to do 
was uh, to produce, um, he wanted to use a number of avenues such as the internet because he knew that that was a thing and this was very early 06. But then he also wanted to do things like um, American Idol and um, get with a label and all this kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed working with him but I needed the flexibility as a caregiver and as um, a teenager growing and, you know, um, you know, one of the things that I noticed um, in being involved in music was the sacrifice away from relationships. And there was always this tug between do I get to um, be a big star and be a singer um, and I have to give up my kind of my freedom to have relationships because I'm working so much? Is that what I really want? And that's what I struggled with um, when doing this kind of stuff. Um, and But there was also even more importantly and more significant than that, can I continue to be the caregiver? Even though um, it would have been really practical in some ways, can I continue to be a proper caregiver, knowing I have to put in these hours to work. It's, it takes a lot of hours to uh, practice. It takes a lot of hours to get into shape. Your body has to be at a certain weight level. You have to diet. You have to cut out sugar. Um, you have to, your voice, your throat has to be kept in shape. You have to drink green tea. You can't drink things with sugar. Like, it's a lot and I really loved the health benefits that I got. One of the things that I used as a form of exercise to keep in shape was um, to help with, I kind of used the Braille Writer. This is what um, the um, the uh, the music store owner had suggested that because we could not afford an ab machine, I used the Braille Writer as an ab machine at the time. Um, to, to keep up with the physique, to keep up the, at the time, the appearance that you had to have in order to make it in one market. Nowadays, we have so many different diverse choices in music and acting, and people can even act as hard. Acting is even harder than musicianing. You can act on YouTube and then you can get out of character and go like be live your life and be with your damn family and not have to sacrifice like I love these characters so much I have to be them you know and I can't have a family I can't live any kind of life that I want I have to live a certain life I have to have a certain appearance I have to be a certain way no not anymore and you know this ties into so many other things besides being an artist this ties to religion because we never knew that there were so many choices in religion out there. It's like, oh, I have to be a Christian. Um, I can't be anything else. I can't explore other kinds of things. And not that even being a Christian is bad, but you should be a Christian or a Jew or whatever you want to be because you want to be that and because you believe in it and because you've experienced, your experience relates to that. Not because of an institution telling you what to do, not because of your, of anybody telling you what to do. Um, 
But because it's right for you, because it works for you. And so, you know, that's where we stand in all of this, in our future. That's, this is definitely where I stand in um, all of this. So when I send you a DM or I drop a voice note in your podcast or I'm emailing you, um, it, I have no ulterior motive. I've been all these different things. I don't know everything. I have not experienced everything, but you know, there is no, nothing to, that I have to gain except knowing that I've watched you for a number of years or knowing that I really like what you're doing on your podcast, in your art, in your interviews, in your, um, really fun, small and intimate parties that you have where you're bringing other people in and presenting their hearts. And all I see is love. And I want to show you that there is another world. And I'm not the only one who wants to show this, but I've just understood, um, the opportunity that you might have. And I just think it's really kind of cool. Um, for all of us to just be curious about this kind of stuff. It, I'm not trying to sell any crypto. I'm not even trying to like go back to California. Um, California, there are some really nice parts of California though. So don't get me wrong, like the mountains and like different parts of California that are really cool. The beaches. Um, I can understand why people really enjoy um, parts of California that are really nice. Um, but I just think that we all should live where we want to live, have the life that we want to have, and be able to enjoy the art and do it, because otherwise people will never want to do it. It'll always be seen as like, oh, well, that's the one, that's an art form that you really have to sign a deal for, or that's an art form that you're sacrificing your life or selling your soul for. And it's like, no, that's not how it has to work anymore. Um, you can you know, do what it is that you want to do. And booking agents and record label um, managers and all these kinds of people can have their own communities, which is what they would want to do anyway. They're not out to get us. But I think there's this hunger for wanting community around the theme of whatever music it is or the um, whatever they're producing. And they get a little bit hurt probably a lot because they're like well I have to be so involved with the money I have to be so involved with the marketing and I empathize with that um because I've seen the dedication that the music store owner had put into his work and I've seen the dedication that others had put even out here like I see the dedication people bringing their instruments on the bus um because they care that much they're that dedicated they want to work hard um, and that is their way of doing it. That is their approach to their art. So, you know, that's why I talk about NFTs. That's why I obsess over blockchain. I don't necessarily obsess over NFTs, but I obsess over the future that like blockchain can bring. So before my phone actually dies on me here, I really do want to thank you for um, hanging out with me over here on this episode. I really do appreciate you um, staying tuned, you know, keep an open mind. Nothing's ever set in stone. Um, whatever happens, happens. Um, it's not about convincing. It's just about, 
um, being curious. So I really do appreciate you tuning in. Um, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of your life and let's stay connected. Thanks again. Take care.